goal setting. You either love it or hate it. But either way, I think we can all agree that no matter what goal setting looks like for you right now in your business, you likely wouldn't be where you are today without it. And similarly, you'd be headed nowhere without it as well. And that is precisely the opposite of what I want for you, my friend. There is so much power behind strategic planning for your business and also for your life, and this episode applies to both. 2020 was hard on us. It threw in a lot of curveballs and plot twists, and if we've learned anything from this dumpster fire of a year, it's that resiliency rules. And at the heart of resiliency is your ability to actually set goals you will stick with, define your path, be adaptable, and make changes based on the needs and desires of your ideal customer at any given moment. Keeping your finger on the pulse of those you are serving, staying motivated, and being a strategic goal setter will set you on the path to success in big ways, no matter what gets thrown at you. And today's guest, Robin Walker of womensbusinessworkshop.com is here to show you the way, to teach you how you can stay motivated and on top of your goals. She's here to tell you to not throw away your annual planner just yet, that 2020 has actually taught us a whole bunch and how we can use this knowledge to make 2021 a massive success. I loved chatting with Robin so much, and I think if you're feeling a little wary of what 2021 might throw your way, this is just the episode for you. I'm so excited to help you prep for the year ahead. 2021, here we come. Let's dig into this week's episode. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hello, Robin. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you about goal setting today. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me today. So I know that you coach women and you talk a lot about goal setting and staying motivated and not getting distracted, but I need to know first, how did you end up in this space? What's your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I actually started out as a teacher. That's what I always wanted to be. So I went to college, got my master's and started teaching. And then when I had my oldest daughter, we decided that I would be a stay-at-home mom. And that was great. But, you know, it's hard to survive on one income. And I was very academic in my younger years. So really started to feel like I needed something more brain stimulating as much as I loved my daughter. So I started a business on the side doing continuing education for preschool teachers and daycare workers, anyone that needed educational continuing education units, so to speak. And then that led to some other businesses. I had three little kids at the time, balancing them, staying home, and also running businesses. So each business kind of taught me something a little different about myself. I'm good with change. So I was okay moving on saying, yeah, this was fun. Not the perfect fit for our family right now. 
And so I'd move on and try something different. So I had a retail shop. I did a craft business, all kinds of different businesses. And so they all kind of turned into business coaching. They didn't have Facebook groups back then. My daughter's now 19. So this was quite a while ago. And so I was always looking for that camaraderie with other women doing the same thing. So I started some local small groups That led to hosting a conference for female business owners, which this will be our fifth year this spring having that conference. It'll be virtual this year, of course. And so that just ended up leading to business coaching, which I don't regret any of those past experiences. They've all led to what I'm doing now. Absolutely. My goodness. I love how you painted a picture. I feel like I've had a similar path to you in that, well, I started in corporate healthcare, but The next thing I decided to start a tech app and then I opened a retail store and I had a photography business all the while. And I love the way that you painted it as a path to where you are now, because along the way you've accumulated all of this business knowledge in all of these different sectors and it's positioned you as a coach with all of this experience, which is, I'm sure, incredible for your clients because you can relate to whatever it is that they're going through in many cases. So I know that now you're kind of in the world or you're teaching workshops about how to stay motivated and how to set goals. Can you talk a little bit more about what attracted you to those topics? I think it was (laughs) self-motivated selfishly because When my kids were young and they're all two years apart, so I'm home with like a one-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old trying to balance everything. And it just was so difficult, which I know a lot of women deal with the same thing. And my nature used to be to just kind of wing it and I'm up for anything, whatever goes, and that just didn't work. And so I needed to find ways that I could be more productive with the little time that I had while I had, you know, maybe a mother's helper come over for two hours. I had to make sure I was making the most of those two hours. My educational background lends to that as well. Teachers are excellent planners because you have to be. So it just kind of was a combination of I needed to figure it out and and just my background. Absolutely. So let's get into the good stuff. I know that you have some things that people can try when they lack motivation. I think I can relate to that for sure. And for many of us feeling a little bit stuck at home from time to time, I think motivation is a really big topic nowadays. So let's talk a little bit more about how people can stay motivated. Sure. Well, I think a lack of motivation sometimes is the symptom that we see, but it's not the cause of the problem. So we think, oh, I just lack motivation as if that's the only thing. (laughs) And if I could just get motivated, I would get all of this done and have all my goals achieved on time. And usually there's some more foundational pieces that are the real problem. And those can vary. I can give you some examples. One of the basic things that I've found, and it's proven scientifically that you need to have if you want to achieve your goals is you need a plan. And that plan should be broken down into small, small, small action steps, like something you could get done in 15, 20 minutes. And then you need some kind of accountability and someone, a human, not just an app or a timer, but some kind of accountability 
to achieve that goal and not just at the end, but throughout the process. So if you don't have those things in place, I think absolutely that's the first place to start because all the caffeine in the world is not going to help you if you don't know what you're supposed to be working on. For sure. So how do you recommend people break things down into those 15 or 20 minute increments? Well, I have a goal setting mastermind group. And within that group, every quarter we choose a strategic goal. But one of the things I have them do is do a brain dump where they write down everything and anything they can think of that would get them to that goal. And then those are the steps that we break down and prioritize into our action step list. So let's say you have those things in place. There's still... (laughs) All the shiny object, the distractibility, just because you have an action step doesn't mean you want to work on it. And I am in that boat as well, where we just have some days where I'll message my biz besties and say, I have this today and I just really don't feel like working on it. And I've been in business over 15 years. So it happens to the best of us. So having some little things you can do, you know, a list some things you have where you can go check in with these and say, okay, what could I try? I know one of the biggest things is our phones. And I know I'm guilty of, well, my kids are in school. So I have to have my phone by me. What if something happens? And (laughs) it is a valid reason. I will, one time I had where I was committed to work and I put my phone away and then I went and checked it like an hour later, and my husband was calling. (laughs) He said, why are you not answering the school's call? (laughs) Our son got hurt at gym class and he's in the nurse's office. Can you go pick him up? (laughs) And he was okay. yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, great. So now the school has its own ringtone. And so everything else I can turn off and then that way still hear at the school. But I think there's a lot of excuses we give on why we need to have our phone, why we need to check our Facebook, because what if someone posted something and I'm not responding? I do think it's important to put your phone away, put it on silent or set a timer for when you're allowed to check it again. We've all heard with email, give yourself set times to check it throughout the day so that you're not constantly checking it and not responding and then forgetting to respond because you're checking it while you're in the line at Walmart, you know, waiting for your turn. Absolutely. And I know that every single person listening and myself included can probably think of a time when you were determined to knock out a goal that was on your list or do something on your to-do list. And you take a look over at your phone because something popped up. And an hour passes, and two hours pass. It's really hard to get your brain back into what you were doing, especially if you were in a flow and you're writing the email and that's not the thing you love doing and you're into it and you stop. Now it's going to take that much more time. Okay, where was I? It's just not worth the text that was a GIF that your brother sent you or something. (laughs) It's wasting your time. Absolutely. So what are some other things that can suck away motivation? I think one of them, and this is like a bigger thing, a deeper thing, is not believing that you can do it. So you've gotten, one of the things I see that people get stuck on in their goal is they get to a step that's uncomfortable. 
And there's some part of it that challenges their mindset. It challenges their belief in what they're even doing here, the whole imposter syndrome. And they don't realize what it is. And they think, I'm just, there's something, I just don't feel like doing it. But really, there's a deeper reason you're not wanting to do that next step. That's also, I think, leads to a lot of shiny object. And I'll have group members in my email or my messenger asking, I was thinking maybe I should start a podcast. It's like, no, (laughs) we're not starting a podcast. The reason you want to start a podcast is you want to skip the step that's in your foundational work that feels uncomfortable because you don't think that you're equipped to put that out there, but that comes before a podcast. So I do see that often where they want to skip to, well, I should run Facebook ads. No, we need to validate your product first and make sure there's a need for it before you start running ads to it. But the ads sound fun. It sounds new. And so I think checking why is it that I don't want to work on this? And sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes you were up late or those, those are a cause for caffeine or a walk outside, getting some exercise just for, you know, kind of a reset. Yeah. And I think too, like to your point, it's like the shiny objects become even shinier when the thing in front of you is maybe a little dull and you know, you need to be doing something, but you don't want to do that thing in front of you so badly that you invent new tasks that get you excited. Exactly. One of the benefits of having your action steps already all in order and broken down is that if you do You know, sometimes our brains just aren't creative at that moment. So maybe your creativity is best in the morning, but that morning your child had a doctor's appointment. So that time took up, which that's a whole nother thing on boundaries and and, (laughs) and guarding your work time. But let's just say that happened, forcing yourself to do that email in the afternoon when you're never creative that doesn't need to happen unless it has to go out. But otherwise, you could pick something else on the list that fits better with how your brain works during that time of day. So you're not just making up something random. It's actually on your list and it needs to get done at some point. Yes, I love that. And we actually had a guest on the show who talked, Dr. Ashley Margeson, who talked all about how your period and your menstrual cycle plays into your motivation and your creativity and your your need to rest or your need to be active and all of those things. And that one's episode 023 for anybody who's listening and wants to go back and listen to that. But it blew my mind to start to understand how a lot of this is cyclical. Like you don't need to feel bad for not feeling motivated for three days out of the month because it's actually like psychophysical and you don't have any control over it. So being an entrepreneur, one beautiful thing about that is that in many cases, you have the ability to kind of restructure your work day or your work month, if you will, to kind of meet your own kind of internal patterns. Absolutely. I always encourage my clients to plan their week. There's a whole strategy on how far out to plan, but I definitely think having certain activities during certain times of the week that you know work for you. And I've done a time audit, like every year I try to do some kind of time audit where I'm seeing when am I the most productive, what's getting in my way, how long can I actually work in one chunk before I just really need a break because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure with planning something that we know doesn't work. 
I don't plan anything for Fridays that's going to take a lot of mental energy because I know by Friday I'm kind of ready for a break. So I do social media planning or I do my coffee chats or something that's that's a little more fun because I know myself. So Monday morning, I can do these activities. By this point in the day, I should not plan a podcast interview because I had one on a Sunday afternoon once because that's the only time and I knew better. <laughs> I still booked it and I just couldn't focus. I had kids home. And so knowing yourself and planning ahead for that week can really make a big difference. Totally. I can relate to all of those things that you just said. I did a podcast recording once on a Friday afternoon and it was a struggle. So I suddenly feel less guilty about that. So thank you for that. Oh yeah, definitely. Hi, change of subject for a quick sec. Do you ever dream of getting famous with media coverage to skyrocket your success, but you stop right there because you just don't think you're ready for it? Or do you think getting media coverage is only for media insiders? Well, it's not. Getting media coverage doesn't require fancy skills, and contrary to popular belief, you don't have to have an epic story or hire a publicist to get your name and business in the media. Anyone, and yes, that means you listening right now, can get media coverage and, spoiler alert, you can do it yourself. It isn't that hard and it doesn't have to cost you a bunch in publicist fees. In fact, my own rock star publicist, Crystal Richard, is here to teach you how. She is an entrepreneur and a global publicist who has designed digital PR school to teach entrepreneurs and small business owners just like you the exact steps you need to take to do it yourself. When you graduate from digital PR school, you'll not only have everything you need to make yourself famous, but you'll have all the right moves to be popular with the media. From company features to podcast interviews to TV segments, you've got gold stars and coverage in your future. Enrollment is open from December 1st until December 15th, and trust me when I say you don't want to be late for this class. Learn more at www.crystalrichard.com and save 15% on the price of enrollment when you use the promo code WORKSHOPWEEKLY. That's www.crystalrichard.com and use the code WORKSHOPWEEKLY. I'll see you in class. Do you have any other things that you can share about what to do when you lack motivation? I think sometimes it's best to just start and give yourself, say, I'll do anything for five minutes. So if you set a timer and say, I'm going to do this activity, even though I don't want to, for five minutes and I give myself permission to quit after so long, usually your motivation will pick up and then you have momentum by the end of the five minutes that you're already in it and you keep working. And if you don't, then you stop at five minutes. The amazing thing is that sometime you're going to go back to the work you did in that five minutes and you'll be so thankful you did it. Whether it's just generating ideas or whatever it is, it's usually a lot more than you think you can get done. Yeah, I love that tip, actually, because I know for me, one of those things that I dread and avoid is always on the admin side, right? It's always the stuff that you have to do, and it's not creative, and it's really repetitive, and just doesn't feel fulfilling at all. And so I put it off, and I put it off, and then eventually I've got a half a day's worth to do. But 
I love that five minute thing because I have a funny feeling that once I'm three minutes into it, it won't feel so bad. Yeah. And if you can find any kind of co-working call or co-working group, we offer that with our mastermind and a lot of masterminds do. We just work for 45 minutes and everyone usually brings the thing that they haven't wanted to work on because they know after 45 minutes, I'm going to say, okay, Jenny, how did those emails go? And then they can report their progress. And it doesn't seem like it should matter, (laughs) but it really does having the other people. And then you can put it off and say, I'm working on that Thursday, so I don't need to work on it. Another thing I like to do with what you were saying, the thing you keep putting off, I'll treat myself to something like, okay, I'll let myself go get a cinnamon roll or coffee from a certain place that I can only have if I'm working on like during that work period. It doesn't seem like much, but sometimes it feels like a fun little reward. Yeah, and maybe it's something that you were going to go do anyway, but now you're kind of just setting the parameters so that you're going to earn it, and then maybe the coffee will just taste that much better. Yeah, and there's actually research behind it. I have it linked. I can give you the link that shows that when you give the reward first, it actually boosts your dopamine, which helps you get more motivated to achieve a goal. So there's your justification. Yeah. <laughs> there's your permission. I mean, I mean, I sometimes say do it like with shoes and things like that. You know, if there's a <laughs> pair of shoes that you're really dreaming of buying, like just put something between you and those shoes that, you know, you've been wanting to get done and then the shoes become your reward or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a fancy dinner or whatever. And an even better way to take that to another notch is to give those shoes to a business friend or someone you trust and say, don't give these back to me until I complete this goal. Ooh, okay. I like that one too. You're full of great ideas. So (laughs) I know that you have a free resource that kind of lists out some of these ideas and tips for staying motivated. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I've got a PDF that, I mean, I personally checked this myself after I did the research (laughs) and it's like selfishly, then, then I can check these things. I have a podcast as well. All the podcast listeners can download the free resource. So if you go to womensbusinessworkshop.com, forward slash WBW podcast. When you sign up for that, it's just a free email list. You'll get the download for that. And it's just 12 different things that you can do when you just need a little help getting more motivated. Yeah. And I mean, Canadian winters are very long. And so I think that we're all going to need that little boost. And I'll make sure that we add that link to the show notes. So if anybody's driving or on the treadmill or whatever, don't worry about memorizing the link. We'll make sure we include it in the show notes. So Robin, I wanted to ask you now a little bit about goal setting and the current situation. 2020 has been a rough year. We're all looking forward to 2021. Like hopefully, you know, we turn over the year and it's a new leaf and a new start and everything is, you know, maybe we wake up on January 1st and COVID has gone away. I don't know, but I'm wondering if you can (laughs) talk a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about goal setting and what that looks like in kind of the current state of things. Sure. I would advise people not to say, well, I'm not going to plan anything because look what happened to 2020. And we've seen all the memes with the jokes about not needing to buy a planner. And I would challenge you to continue planning because I think the businesses that stuck it out still had a plan in place. And maybe that needed to be 
pivoted or changed, but they still had a foundational view for the big picture of the year for their business. Now, obviously, a lot of that changed, but winging it is not the answer. And waiting to see what happens means you're going to be left behind. So you make your plans and just know that you need to be flexible and that things may change, but it's still worth having a plan. That being said, when we plan for the year every year, we like to have a big vision for the year. By the end of the year, where would a great place to be? And some of the women I've worked with, they still got to that place by the end, by this time already in 2020. They had the big vision. How they got there had to change a little, but they still had the vision. So regardless, picture the end of 2021 and where do you want to be? Where does you want your business to be? I think is a great first step. I like to plan by quarter, having my topics, my themes, what that looks like. So during our shutdown here, I did have to change how far out I was planning things like social media because things were changing so rapidly. Something I planned 30 days away might sound inappropriate or just not really matching the business environment. So I think it's important to plan out your 90 days, but maybe see with your industry how far out the very daily, very specific social media planning, what works for you. But I know winging it, it's not the answer. Yeah. And so what does that look like when you're planning for sort of 90 days at a time? I guess for a lot of listeners, they might be thinking, oh, well, you know, I plan month by month or like I can't plan too far ahead or that kind of thing. So what does that look like when you're planning for a quarter at a time? For me, it's more of an outline. It's more, I feel a lot more strategic by having a 90-day plan. I don't have as much shiny objects. And I also have the accountability knowing, so this podcast has to go out by this date because it doesn't. If it doesn't, then I'm going to be behind for the one next week, which has to go out because I'm promoting something else that Friday. So it gives you the accountability knowing this is all strategic and it needs to happen at these times for a reason. So you have less shiny object and I think a lot less chance of getting distracted. So for me, I map it out. So each month has a theme and then I map out if there's something I'm promoting that month, so that way you're not always promoting and you're not overlapping things going, oh, shoot, that workshop was supposed to start on this day. You know, So that way you know, too, if you are promoting things, you have a long enough runway to get it out to your audience. So you know what's coming so that if you want to do a podcast episode with someone, you know what's two months from now that you could mention in your podcast interview. So it just makes everything more strategic. So for me, the 90 days is a little more broad, more of an outline. And then I'll plan the month a lot more detailed. And then I'll do the social media for about two weeks pre-planned. So that way, if I need to change it, I can adjust if needed. Okay. And talk to me a little bit more about 2021 and how we can really plan for things when our world is a little unpredictable. For sure. I think one of the things I think we need to all stop and do is take a look at our ideal clients right now and what has changed for them so that we're not just plowing forward 
with what we want to do or what worked in the past, because I think that's what I kept hearing from my clients. This used to work. This isn't working anymore. And that's so true. That can even happen with Facebook changing their algorithm. Anything can change. So I think really keeping the pulse on what are your ideal clients going through right now? We talked about that for their holiday offer as well. Like what's different this holiday than last holiday? You know, are they more financially conscious this this time around? Um, or do they have different needs that you can support them with? So I think checking in with them regularly and making that a part of your plan will be really beneficial, whether that's having some clients you talk to personally or any kind of polls in your groups or social media. But I think you need to really be conscious of what your clients are going through and what's changing for them so that you can plan around that. Because things are going to change. And so you have to be flexible, but still stay on task. Remember that end goal is where you might take a different path, but you want the same finish line. I love that. And it really kind of puts the client back into, or the ideal client back into the center of your plan, which you never want to lose sight of that because those are the people that you're here to serve. And so if you remember to really let your ideal clients direct your plan and your goals and all of that, it just kind of gives you that clarity and it makes more sense. And when you think about what 2020 has thrown our way and potentially 2021 will throw our way, it really simplifies it when you just think about your ideal client. What are they going to want? How have their needs shifted and their desires and their wants? If you have brick and mortar, are they afraid to come shop physically? Are you going to get shut down? And then what are you going to do? Like, what's your plan then? How are you going to get it into their hands and make it easy for them to, to purchase in that specific example? And I think right now is a great time to, to reflect on that and see, do I need to niche down or do I need to maybe start advertising to a new subset of my ideal client? It's okay to pivot if the people you were selling to before have no money to buy what you're offering, then you might need to pivot a little or start edging towards a different ideal client. And that's okay. And what can people do if they're feeling that, I guess, pull of needing to pivot? What are some things that they can do to kind of guide them in another direction? Number one, make sure it's not just shiny objects of maybe yes. I should just sell to someone else. I think having someone you trust audit your system of, you know, how it might just be the way you were trying to attract clients has changed. So in like the Facebook algorithm system, maybe something you were doing that was working before now isn't. Maybe it's Facebook ads and now with the election and everything else, it's harder to get that attention. So maybe you don't need a new ideal client. You just need a new way of attracting them. I always suggest to clients to look at what is working so if you do have people that are buying within your ideal audience, why is that a good fit for them? I wouldn't just dramatically change everything without doing some research or testing out maybe a new small offer or getting some research around a different group of people. I think working with a coach is always good, but I wouldn't just switch randomly without just no. because you like, oh, I think they'd be fun to work with. But niching yeah. and pivoting, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to do it either. 
Yeah. And and maybe just look for signs from your current audience that they're looking for something a bit different and dig a little deeper into that and not to do like another shameless plug, but episode 004 is all about honing into your ideal client and really taking that deep dive to understand who they are. And also in that episode, I include questions to ask so that you can really kind of validate whatever it is that you're thinking. So I'll just stick that in there. (laughs) That sounds like a great episode. Yeah. So anything else that you have that you can recommend for listeners to have a successful 2021? Try to start training yourself to just focus on one thing. So something you can do today is to pick one thing you're going to work on today that will take you less than an hour, write it on a post-it note and put it on your laptop and put away your big list and just focus on that one thing when you have extra time to work. I love that. Put away your big list. Just Mm -hmm. focus on little bits at a time. Such good advice. And you actually sort of took the words out of my mouth because I usually like to wrap up each episode by saying like, what's one thing that people can do today to get one step closer to being successful? And I think that's just such a beautiful answer is put away that big list. Take out the little one, the little kind of manageable nuggets and don't forget to buy yourself a pair of shoes and ship them to your friend's house yes. so that she can give them <laughs> to you. I'll hold those for you, Kelly. What size are you? <laughs> Just <laughs> Gently worn, here's your shoes. Yes, yes. I love that. Robin, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and expertise with me today. I have learned a lot from talking with you. I feel like I'm much better prepared to handle 2021 with your tips and advice. Is there anything else that you'd like to add as a send-off? I don't think so. Just trust yourself. Trust that your one thing is the thing you need to be working on. Amazing. Thank you again so much. I'll be sure to include ways to contact you as well as a link to your free resource in the show notes. I'm so grateful for you and for your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was great. I loved chatting with Robin. I think she does an amazing job taking the scary out of goal setting and keeping it super simple. Sit down and figure out where you want to be at the end of 2021, personally and professionally, and then backpedal from there to figure out what exact steps it will require. Then figure out what you need to do in that quarter, month, week, and day to get there. Give yourself nuggets, 15 to 20 minute tasks to accomplish. Tell yourself you just need to do the thing you dread for five minutes. Grab an accountability partner to hold your shoes or that fancy bottle of champagne for you. Pay attention to the needs of your customer and be strategic with your goals. When you know where you are heading, why you are heading there, and what you need to do to get there, everything seems so much less daunting. When you have your vision, you have a purpose. And when you have a purpose, you will have intention. And that's where the real motivation comes in. And this relates to every aspect of life, not just business. So don't be afraid to dream. Don't be afraid to fail either. Just start because it is from there that you will truly be able to learn and grow. If you don't just start, well, learning and growing aren't even an option for you. So here's your permission to dream ridiculously big in 2021. 
And as always, thank you again so much for joining me for yet another episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. I hope you learned a whole lot and you are left feeling motivated to tackle whatever 2021 tosses your way. And I don't know about you, but I feel like after living through 2020, we can handle just about anything life throws at us. For more on today's episode, including how to connect with Robin and grab her freebie, visit the show notes at kellylawson.ca slash 041. And I will see you next week for another action-packed episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.